You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 33 of PlayStation Unchained, one half of PlayStation Universe's podcast, Overload. I'm your co-host, Mike Harridans, and joining me once again is my co-host, Ben Shillabir-Hall. Say hi, Ben. Hello, Mike. How are you today? I'm doing well, thanks, man. Um, calm down a bit from the laugh we had a bit just before we recorded, <laughs> which we'll get to a bit later. Um, I'm also pleased to say that um, we have Tim Nunes joining us after a lengthy hiatus from um, the uh, podcast scene. Tim, how's it going, mate? Uh, not too bad at all. How about you, Mike? I'm doing good, thanks, man. Uh, uh, pretty um, so-so week, you know, just nothing wrong, just, you know, the same old stuff, really. So, yeah, I'm looking to get... Uh, I had to um, cancel my um, visit to the strip club for my birthday, So because um, I, uh, I was just too tired after a long weekend of, like, partying. So um, I'm looking forward to rescheduling that. <laughs> Apart uh. from that, I'm doing good. Um, how about you two? How's your week been? Not too bad. It's been a bit, bit boring, but that's because I spent so much money this week. <laughs> I spent too much money this week. Okay. Too much. Too but bad. I'll bring that up more later. Um, All right. How about you, Timbo? <laughs> oh, it's been years since I've heard that one. Though I, it's been pretty good actually. Uh, at the beginning of the week, I got my offer for my new job, and it's kind of an adult job, so I'm really excited about that. Oh, you know, actually, I meant to ask you about that. What what job are you going to be doing, man? Uh, I'll actually be working at uh, Wells Fargo, the major banking company in America. Oh, nice! Wow. Yeah, it's it's going to be kind of a it's going to be an office job, which is pretty nice. I'm All very right. excited. Kick ass, man! I hope it goes well. Um, guys, yeah. are you ready to jump into some news? Yeah, news, okay. news, yes, news. <laughs> I'm going to pronounce it that way every time I read it in anything. Oh, great. Brilliant. I've started a new trend. <laughs> okay. Um, first up, guys, uh, PS4 enjoys 106% hardware sales rise following the launch of Infamous Second Son. Uh, this was um, obviously Infamous launch uh, on Friday the 21st. Am I right? Yeah, that's right. And um, obviously, um, as, a, as we reported in our separate article, we went to the top of the UK charts, um, surpassing um, Xbox One's title fall. But According to MCV, yes, uh, PS4 hardware rose by 106%. That's a massive number. Um, this, um, to me personally, I'm not quite surprised at this because, um, you know, um, this is easily the biggest PS4 release since, um, I suppose you could say since Tomb Raider. Even so, I'd say, I, I, I'd wager to say the biggest PS4 launch this year. So I'm not really surprised by that at all. I mean, it was the case with Titanfall as well, the Xbox One sales jump. So, yeah, this is kind of like... PS4's early hit, like Titanfall, was to the Xbox One. Um, how about you guys? What do you reckon? Uh, ben, we'll start with you. I am pretty surprised because Infamous, though it's a good game and a good series, it's never been a huge system seller. So the fact that it's sold, it caused so many consoles to sell is pretty good for the uh, the brand as a whole. But yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, I can see that. Although I suppose at the same time, you know, because there hasn't been that much competition, I reckon if anyone was going to jump on the PS4 bandwagon around this time, it would be for Infamous. But yeah, I, I suppose you're right. I mean, I can't. Uh, one thing actually I forgot to mention is that this game has performed better than the other two. The other two did well, but they didn't reach number one. So yeah, that's um, that's that's also a good success. No, uh, Tim, how about you? Uh, definitely, I I'm not exactly surprised. I'm actually more. Uh... Uh, relieved because uh, uh, with with sucker punch becoming uh, a third part uh, first party developer excuse me for sony uh it's more ex- expected of a title to be uh, the next title after g- gaining that sort of clout to be big and uh, i remember i they think they learned their lesson with infamous 2 where they tried to change cole's look to be more appealing to more people rather than just like the grubby guy that only appeals to like uh, Metal Gear Solid fans but uh, I talk like this all the time but Meryl no but with with uh, oh my what's his name uh, Delson's aesthetic on top of like you know the, the early PS4 big title uh, lack of lineup it yeah. all works really well for this to be a great time for the PS4 to excel. And I'm glad 
that it's Sucker Punch that's benefiting from such a boost, as well as Sony, you know, obviously is selling hardware for it. Yep, quite agree. Nicely said. Um, okay, uh, I think we should move on to this one first, actually. This is what we were all laughing about before the podcast, which is why <laughs> we may be a bit humorous at the moment. Um, this is uh, posted by Ernest Ling. Uh, uh, Mega 64's hilarious Kotaragi's Way video reimagines PlayStation's creation as an 80s pulp action movie. Um, this is one of the cases where it's better for you, uh, where um, <laughs> actions speak louder than words, so it's probably just better you have, head over to this story now. But basically, guys, they... Uh, <laughs> it's um, Mega 64. I'm sure you've all heard of these guys. They, um, they do a lot of crazy skits on this kind of stuff. It's um, <laughs> uh, the exaggerate, exaggerated retelling portrays Kutaragi as a hard-boiled renegade in the gaming industry who must fight off the goons of Nintendo to make the PlayStation and save his kidnapped girlfriend. Um, this, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. We just advise you to go there. The video's in the, um, the uh, story itself, so just hit play. It's posted from YouTube, and... It's yeah, awesome. If you really like, if you grew up in the eighties or like eighties movies, then you'll definitely enjoy this. <laughs> um, I've just actually watched it for the first time, and it's absolutely hilarious. It really is fantastic. <laughs> That's Tim laughing there because he's just seen it as well. Um, so I'd actually pass it to Tim. Tim, what did you make of this? Well, I'm not really uh, an eighties film aficionado, but I would definitely say that I'm a huge Ken Kutaragi fan, and I'm also a fan of over the top humor like especially humor that's essentially historical and this was it, it's this video it, as it was said it was based on a true story it's actually one of the most truthful depictions of anything i've ever seen because you know <laughs> it's an 80s film so yeah and since i'm not an expert in 80s films i'm just going to claim that it's you know whatever i want to say but anyway uh <laughs> my it the the beginning point where i lost it was uh-huh. the secret Nintendo meeting, and they were just on a back alley fence. Way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, in the ghetto. <laughs> Lost it. Uh, um, ben, um, you obviously, you saw this before any of us. Um, well, here, I mean, um, what, what do you make of it? He has such a handsome face. <laughs> <laughs> that sums it up, really. Uh, yeah, yeah we, I think see. it's best. Yeah, just seriously, guys, go and watch this now. Am I right, Ben? <laughs> Oh, I agree. Go watch. What? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Pause this podcast. Go watch. Yeah, pause it right now. Yeah. Then come back after you've paused it. Yep. To do it right now. We can we can yeah. wait a couple of minutes. Yeah. Right now. Go. Do now. do do do. <laughs> okay. Do, do. Okay. Oh, you yeah. see, that was great, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. And then you paused. <laughs> okay, guys. Um, moving on now. Uh, Sony Santa Monica Studio has a quote stellar lineup coming since former lead designer Seth Killian. Uh, former Sony Santa Monica Studio leader designer Seth Killian tweeted that the studio has a stellar line of games in the works. Uh, this um, unfortunately comes after Killian recently left Santa Monica back in December, but word of his departure did not service until today. Uh, just for reference, that was uh, March 25th, Tuesday. Uh, previously, he co-founded the EVO Fighting Game Championship, then served as Capcom's Strategic Marketing Director of Online and Community before joining Sony in 2012. Uh, fortunately, though, he tweeted his departure was on great terms with Sony, Sony's amazing indies inspired him to do his own thing. Um, still, it's a shame that we've... Um, that he's um, departed after only, well, I say only two years. I mean, what do I know? I don't know if that's a lot in development terms, but I was, you know, it's, I'm surprised he's gone, but Hey, if he's doing his own thing and he's happy, then more power to him. Um, Santa Monica, of course, have had a lot of trouble recently with some, with the layoffs and the new IP being canceled. So the fact that he said that the uh, studio has a stellar lineup coming, I think this, um, this definitely um, uh, restores some faith for me because I was a bit worried, you know, about these guys. I mean, the new OP had been cancelled. Um, I wasn't really sure what they were working on anyway, and it was like, mm, with all the layoffs and stuff, you know, they were in quite a, a bad situation. So, you know, I'm just, um, since they're such a major studio as well, I mean, these are the guys who have done God of War, um, I'm definitely, my curiosity, curiosity has been pipped, as they say. So, yeah. Uh, uh, Tim, what do you reckon about this? Are you looking forward to whatever they have up their sleeves? Oh, certainly, and I definitely hope it's filled with new IPs, but mm-hmm. since the since if, if these are going to be all based on PS, if these are going to be all PS4 games, I hope that at least one of them is something that's familiar to people, just so that they yeah. can get their name out there. Like Sucker Punch is the well, uh, in comparison, Infamous Second Son is doing well because it's had two games beforehand to like build up, and then it's had you know the the push in influence up to the first party status. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, with Santa Monica Studios being such a big company, but it's been a while since they've 
developed. You know, they haven't had anything familiar on the PS4 yet. So Very if they true. put something out familiar, they'll get their name on the PS4 bandwagon, especially since there are so many pe- new people adopting PlayStation. Uh, it would be a good idea for them to get something familiar out so that everybody can relate, and then they can make all these new IPs. And I'm, I'm actually pretty interested in Order 1886 just because of the compilation of time and uh, visual aesthetic. So if they're making that kind of thing, I know it's I know they're working with Ready at Dawn, but uh, yeah. if, if that's the kind of stuff they're they're heading, I think they definitely have a lot in store. And I hope they can yeah, work nicely out. said. I I, I actually um. When I said I don't know what they're making, I I, I should have I should have um, clarified that um, I wasn't counting the order because that's a collaboration. But obviously they're still involved, so yeah, fair. I mean that looks awesome, totally. Uh, ben, how about you? To be honest, I love the God of War series. I love all the most of the games that they've helped with, so I don't care. I'll throw my wallet at them. All right, okay. I'll, I'll buy anything that comes from them. It's I, I'm sure it'll be amazing. Whatever they decide to make. Um, just quickly, do you reckon they will make a new God of War for PS4? Well, there's a yes. rumour there's going to be a God of War VR game for Project Morpheus. So we'll see about that. Cool, fair enough. Um, okay, I'm uh, moving on, and this one is... I'm quite excited about this. Uh, but this was written by Adam. Um, Last of Us Enhanced Version coming to PS4 uh, in summer. So it's PlayStation Turkey VP. Uh, he writes, an updated version of Naughty Dog Smash Hit, The Last of Us, complete with DLC and enhanced graphics, maybe hitting PlayStation 4 come summertime. If a CNN Turkey interview with uh, PlayStation Turkey's vice president is anything to go by, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his name because I will butcher it and I refuse to do that. Um, <laughs> this was um, spotted over on um, NeoGAF. Um, yeah, he basically quotes, uh, oh, here we go, a little, sorry. Uh, the reveal comes after a CNN interviewer prompted the uh, vice president about a possible sequel to 2013's Runaway Success. Uh, he replied, no, sequel is not coming right now as far as I know, but he goes on to say, I can say that the first game will be released this summer for PS4 as a physical and digital copy with enhanced graphics. Um, this has been rumored about once before many times. I've already expressed my opinion about this. I, I love The Last of Us. Um, I've only played it once and I'm looking to play it again. And I would, I'm actually holding off on playing it again because I want to get it on PS4 if it does. So I'm going to hold out for a couple more months to see if we get an announcement or a release around the summer and see. Because, you know, even though I quite happily play it many more times, I just figured, hey, if it's coming out on PS4, then I'm going to, it'd be worth adding to my collection. Um, how about uh, Ben? Uh, what are your thoughts on this? I know we've been here before, but hey. Go ahead. Um, well, since that news article, well, today actually, a couple of hours ago, a Spanish retailer has put the Last of Us Complete Edition on their store for €64.95. Euros. All right. Um, and it has a release date, supposedly, of course, this is a website, and therefore, you, yeah, you can't. You've you got to take yeah. these with a, pile, yeah, with a pinch of salt of June 19th. So. Oh. And it also comes with a bag. A bag? Yeah, rucksack. Oh, sweet. Nice. Oh, yeah, of course, you know, because um, yeah. Ellie and um, Joel carry a rucksack. Uh, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, supposedly, and there's two rucksacks, so I don't know uh, which, yeah, what, how they're going to do it. So we'll see. But this, this pretty much confirms that this room is true, and I shall be buying it. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I was worried you were going to say, um, since that time, Mike, it's actually been debunked. It's not true. <laughs> uh, so I'm glad about that. Uh, Tim, how about you? I'll definitely put it in the same bandwagon as the last few examples I've given. Uh, this would be a great example of Naughty Dog's presence becoming like, becoming a thing on the PS4, not just being a hypothetical thing with Uncharted 4 coming in the next year or two or whatever. Like, it, it's easier to recreate a game that already exists and put it on a new console, much like they did with Tomb Raider, which is probably the same thing that those uh, that developer did uh, to get their presence known on the console. Uh, so good. this is very perfect. This is absolutely perfect. It's not like they have to rebuild anything. Like Naughty Dog is a huge company that is known across all platforms, even though it only develops for PS3. And The Last of Us is also known as much. Uh, I remember you writing an article about The Last of Us hitting 8 million sales. Is that right? Um, I think it was 6 million, but... 
Um, I'm not sure if you. I'm sorry, I, I can't remember the exact details. It definitely hit. Um, no, I'm pretty sure it was six million quite recently. Okay. Yeah, so it's kind of funny that The Last of Us hit as much in sales as like a total of the uh, last of the uh, the Uncharted series so far. Yeah, and uh, Ben and uh, Ben has actually just um, linked us as we're um, recording this to the. Um, uh, uh, the uh, Spanish retailer he mentioned. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. The Last of Us PS4, and there is a uh, little bag with it as well, so it looks yeah. pretty cool. So this is looking. Um, obviously, we said about retailers, you know, you, you know, it's strictly a rumor, but this yeah. sort of thing has happened before when retailers leak it, and a lot of the time it's Amazon, and it turns out to be true. So I'm definitely, you know, keeping my fingers crossed because this is gonna, yeah, totally. Just take, as Ben would say, take my money. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, moving on, guys. Uh, this one um, also quite excited me. Uh, Assassin's Creed Five comment details leak. Uh, this is again a rumor, but um, it's quite. It sounds quite substantial. Uh, details on Ubisoft's as yet unannounced Assassin's Creed comment, the second title in the historical action adventure series supposedly due this year, have surfaced on Reddit via Game Rats. Um, According to the site, uh, which um, um, itself got the information from Gameblog, which is a French website, uh, comment is a direct sequel to Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag and takes place in the year 1758. Uh, this is actually the same year in which uh, Haley's Comet was predicted to return uh, by the astronomer, of course, Edmund Haley, after which the Comet was named after. after. Um, the uh, report goes on to say that Comet's lead character is Shay, a young Englishman, temp- a young, sorry, Templar Englishman, who is planning on portraying his former captain, Adderwell. Um, I presume that's the same Adderwell from... Um, Assassin's Creed 4. However, this is where it gets interesting because this is not the only ta- uh, version of the um, uh, game, the uh, details that we've got. Um, there's also a second rumor floating around telling a slightly different take on Comet. This one originates from a snapshot of a supposed press release from Ubisoft, which was slated to be ro- um, rolled out on March the 28th. Obviously, that hasn't happened. It's now March the 29th, but that just could have been a date of the press, um, you know, maybe the date the press release was made or something. But it's a bit confusing there. But anyway, um, this says that the um, uh, game stars Adderwell's grandson, um, and is uh, who is apparently in contact with Assassin's Creed free hero Connor. Uh, he's meant to be he's an intelligent, albeit naive young man. Apparently, according to the description, uh, it says the game is due for release on PlayStation Four, PlayStation Three, PC, Xbox 360, and Wii U. Uh, this is interesting because I didn't know about a PS4 version until this um, report because this uh, comic was meant to be current gen. And Unity, which we talked about last week on the podcast, is meant to be uh, next gen. But this one apparently is coming to PS4 as well. But I'm not sure how accurate that is. I think uh, either way, Comet's meant to be the current gen version or last gen, whatever you're going to label it. Um, apart from that, uh, the uh, same press release um, screenshot also confirmed that a collector's edition will be made available in European territories. Um, presumably, if this is true, um, I'm sure we'll see something in uh, North America as well because they always give it the. Uh, uh, special release tre- uh, treatment um yeah that was quite a mouthful but um wow um some cool information there i i'm not quite i haven't actually digested all this yet unity sounds very interesting because of a time zone the uh, 18th century paris in the uh, french revolution i'm really quite pleased with that that's about as near, close to victorian london as we're going to get at the moment um <laughs> yeah of course uh but i did love assassin's creed 4 and you know i'm quite happy to um carry on with that kind of narrative arc um apparently i did read as well um i can't remember where but i heard a rumor it's meant to have um naval battles in it as well and i love those so that was great but yeah um two assassin's creed games yeah i like i said i haven't really thought much about comet yet to be honest i mean it hasn't been officially announced so i'm not too sure but you know i'm a massive fan of the series so I, what can i say i will I'm, I'm sure i'll get this but you at the moment unity is definitely the one that excites me the most but this sounds intriguing um i'm gonna leave it there for now i think because i could just speculate for hours but um uh tim how do you feel about this uh, i'm definitely gonna say the same thing that you said uh, i'm very excited oh, cool. for unity because uh, i yeah i've spent a lot of time studying uh the uh, french culture in college and the french language and i even took some time and went to france and i loved it i loved everything about it and one thing i really loved about the trailer was and i, I know i'm going i'm going away from comet here but one thing i really loved about the trailer was how like how it looked a lot like the streets that yeah. that, uh, that exist there in in France. And I loved it. Uh, so if that's the kind of detail that they're going to be putting into the games uh, going forward, then it also makes me excited to play Comet. 
uh, it's it, especially since it's going to be headed by, uh, according to the to the uh, the rumored report here, uh, it's going to be headed by Jade Raymond, and she was part of the the first crew, oh, yes, the, yes. The, the initial group that created the concept of Assassin's Creed, and uh, the idea back then was yeah, visionary, and I'm very excited. Like if she's going to get in on the reins of this thing, I'm very excited to see what she can do now. Yeah, I should have mentioned that. Thanks to him. Yes, yeah, so Jay Raymond is meant to be heading this game up. So it's meant to be uh, made by quite a lot. It's a, a large collaborative effort. Um, yeah, I, I completely missed that. Um, uh, it's actually, actually, I can say um, um, it's supposedly in development at numerous studios, including Ubisoft, um, NSC, Bureaucrest, Kiev, Quebec, Singapore, uh, as well as um, Solia and Reflections. And I put Reflex there by mistake. <laughs> I have to go and edit <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, Ubisoft Reflections. Um, I think they handle the multiplayer in um, uh, Revelations, among other things. But yeah, um, how about you, Ben? I know you're not a massive AC fan, from what I remember. Slightly raged, <laughs> slightly, very slightly. I, I just think it's a money grab having two different Assassin's Creed games. Well, technically three if you count Liberation this year as well, because you had Assassin's yeah. Creed HD Liberation. So you yeah, can have. I, yeah, I suppose it's a port, but yeah, it's still a it's still a, it's, still classed it, as a release this year. Yeah. Yeah. So you have got Liberations, Unity, and Comet. Uh, it's very rare that one get one franchise has three different titles in the same year, and that that just screams desperate to me because I'm sorry, but no, no, hmm? no, I cannot be happy about this. <laughs> I cannot. If you Join if you the want the dark side, if you want <laughs> the full story of Assassin's Creed, you've got to own both a PS3. And the PS4 if you want the actual full story because if you don't play Comet you won't know the whole story of the franchise because you need yeah so yeah it, it unless they prove that it's literally just a side project and you don't need to know what happens in Comet in the future titles if you're a fan of the lore you will have to purchase two different games Sorry, the lore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The lore. <laughs> to counter that, what I counter that one thing I really like about having both Comet and uh, Unity coming out is that Unity is is, is apparently set to be designed in uh, in order to show off the next gen hardware, whereas like Black Flag, you know, did some of that, but it still was hindered by the fact that it was on all four of the major consoles, or all the major consoles. Uh, and Comet is going to be similar to that aspect, if, uh, if, if this uh, report is true, uh, being on, at least being on next-gen, or previous-gen consoles. So if it's on all of them, it's like a kind of a universal sort of thing where Unity is going to be pushing the boundaries. It's going to be the next-gen Assassin's Creed, which is probably going to be the forefront title. And... I I'm very excited for that because I I feel like Assassin's Creed Black Flag on PS4 is like a reskinned PS3 version. Like it's it looks good, right? But that also gives a testament to the fact that the PS3 version looks good too. Like the yeah. only difference is the texturing in the water, you know, like a few like aesthetic changes, but it looks still good across the board. So if they can if they can dig fo- if they if they're focusing their time with unity on like the PS4 and the Xbox one I can only imagine how great the game is gonna look because it's not going to be hindered by lowered console like lower console abilities but Very at the good, same uh, time it, it also it also allows people who don't have the money or the time to get the new consoles to still play a brand new Assassin's Creed game with comet that's um yeah Fair points there. Um, uh, actually, what do you think, guys? Send us an email at uh, podcast at psu.com or uh, tweet us. Tweet, tweet. We do like tweets. Um, anyway, moving on to the last story now. Um, a bit of um, disappointing news. Um, Uncharted 4 um, game director Justin Richmond quits, quits Naughty Dog. Um, speaking in a statement to IGN, Richmond commented, I have in fact made the decision to leave Naughty Dog. I love the company and the people I know that they will, and I love the, and the people I know that they will continue to create awesome games going forward. On a happier note, I really should um, read slowly, more slowly. Um, <laughs> after careful consideration and exploration, I have joined Riot Games. There is some really innovative stuff going on here that I can't wait to be a part of. So that sounds cool. He's got his um, hands in some more pies there by the sound of it. Uh, Richmond joined Naughty Dog in 2008 and worked on Uncharted 
uh, to Among Thieves' multiplayer component for hooding up Uncharted 3 direct, uh, direct Deception as Gamer Director. Uh, also, his departure follows Amy Hennig after she decided to leave the studio due to alleged creative differences. Uh, this is, um, yeah, this is obviously not great news, but uh, they've, um, I think Sony or Naughty Dog, one of the two, um, uh, recently um, commented after this story was posted that uh, development of Uncharted 4 won't be affected in any way, so that's obviously a good thing. But yeah, it's sad to see um, two um, kind of um, titans, if you like, of Naughty Dog leave the company in such a short space of time. I remember, obviously, I mean, Amy Hennig, I mean, I think she's very well known, probably the most well, one of the most well known people in the studio. But I remember covering a lot of Uncharted 2 and Uncharted 3 in my job, and I remember Justin Richmond. Uh, popping up in a lot of stories, various interviews and stuff. You know, it was interesting to hear what he had to say. So it's a shame, but at least um, the development of Uncharted 4 won't be affected too much. But it does make me wonder, with these two creative talents gone, how, you know, if you're going to be able to notice a shift at all in the tone, maybe, or the storytelling, you know, or the quality, for lack of a better term. You can't have, I can't have but wonder this. But at the same time, you know, a a naughty uh, naughty dog is like... um, you know, all the you know, it's 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 a group effort. You know, I don't think it, it can't be just down to like one or two people. I'm sure all those guys are very talented, and whoever's left there is still going to do a great job. But it is disappointing to see. Um, how about you, uh, Tim? What do you feel about this? Well, to extend what you're saying, like uh, the expression that we have is uh, the depth of the bench uh, it determines. It, it, that's what that means. Is uh, the the allegory, the analogy is that. Uh, like you know, if if somebody at the top falls, then yeah. somebody from the bench can come in and fill the spot. And I feel like Naughty Dog is one of those places where that is exactly the kind of delivery you would feel would come out of it. Like you know, if if ha- Amy Hennig leaves, you know, for and she left, and then somebody is going to come in and take the spot, and they're probably just going to change direction rather than change potency or uh fluence uh, you know uh fluidity in gameplay or entertain entertainability in gameplay very very well said i think definitely um naughty dog is definitely one of those studios as you said um so we had to try now um, i was almost caught in the middle of a yawn there so i had to kind of step in uh yeah it's, it's been a long week um ben how about you i think you guys have both covered pretty much what i would say so cool That's yeah fair enough Cool, man. Uh, Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. I definitely say probably uh, Justin Richmond is also in a very more financial spot right now with Riot Games because that's the group that works on League of Legends. And that is a money bag. That game Uh, makes so much money. Oh, fair. Yeah, I can understand that. Okay. Well, that's all the news, guys. And we're moving on to our topic of the week now, which is... um, I decided this week to choose HD collections since we just had Final Fantasy X and X-2. Um, obviously these things have become pretty much ever since God of War, they become like a, almost like a staple, if you like. Um, we've, um, you know, apart from God of War, we've had, God, there's been everything. We've had Sly, we've had uh, Shadow of the Colossus and, uh, um, Ico, uh, as I said, Final Fantasy. We've had multiple Resident Evil games given the HD treatment, um, Silent Hill, many, many, many games. Um, these, um... These are obviously great ways for people to. Um, it's it's interesting for me because I I always mention that I'm not. I'm, I mean I appreciate pretty graphics. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time I'm not bothered about going over another game just because of a visual upgrade. I I'm one of those people who can play my games how they were originally. Like if I want to play Resident Evil One, I'll play my original copy of Resident Evil One. If I want to play Metal Gear Solid. You know, <laughs> Tim sniggering. <laughs> if I, actually, I can't say Metal Gear Solid because I bought the HD, HD collection of, Res, uh, of uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 because I just want those games on my Vita. So that's not a good example. But I'm typically a guy who just brings a console, my old consoles out and plays them. But for newcomers, these, these are great. These are fantastic. And there have been some brilliant uh, HD conversions. Some of those games look really good. Then again, there have been a few bad ones. Uh, Silent Hill, mechanically, Silent Hill was strong, but they really nosed up the um the visuals and the um the fog that um kind of like is um you know a st- uh, kind of like um synonymous with Silent Hill that was kind of like uh especially in number 2 i mean the HD collection it was kind of like very very it wasn't as pronounced at all and you could like see the um parts of the scenery that were supposed to be covered up by the fog and obviously there were some ugly textures there and kind of just like a i think like roads or or, or like um bodies of water would just stop midway 
just cut off completely. And of course, you weren't meant to see that because of the fog. And of course, there was a controversy with the uh, voice acting, uh, which they re-recorded for two and three. Oh, although yeah. they gave you they gave you the option for two to um, listen to the originals, though. Uh, yeah. Oh. Um, so I was just thinking, guys, um, looking back because we've had like what four, maybe five years of these now since we've um, they they started churning these out. Um, I think it's near five years actually later this year. Um, what uh, what have been your highlights in terms of HD collections, and what ones have been your lowlights? If um, should I say, I mean, Tim, we'll probably start with you because you um, I'm using the guy who's um, probably delved into these quite a lot. What have um, what have been your favorite HD uh, makeovers? Well, easily, I'm just gonna say Metal Gear Solid HD collection. Of course, yeah. Oh, should I say apart from Metal Gear Solid? <laughs> uh, but then I'd have nothing to talk about. No, just kidding. No, no, uh, go for it, man. If you want to talk Metal Gear, go for it. Doesn't matter. If you want to extol Metal Gear, go ahead. <laughs> it will exfoliate in my talk. No, I, <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Like the concept of HD collections just it kind of gets me like excited for what happened. Like, and it's all and to go with what we mentioned, what I mentioned earlier about uh, developers putting their names out. I think it's also a great way for old developers who are trying to get back into the scheme of things. Uh, to to recreate these things, and it's not even that much. Uh, it's not really that much work. It's just like fine tuning and making sure that the old hardware or the old software works with new hardware, and uh, it it also allows everybody to essentially see a resume of what these people have done. So in that light, I really enjoy that kind of stuff. But you know, you have things like uh, uh, Jack and Dexter, where the first one's really fun, the second one's frustrating, frustrating as all hell. And the third one is just brilliant. You know, so you, yeah, but you get to see the good and the bad of where it's gone, and then you know where it, like, it ended. So you, and I don't know. I, I, I enjoy seeing the growth of a company in that way. Uh, and I'm going to go to uh, Metal Gear Solid uh, also because you, you see a growth in uh, gameplay movement because uh, mm. Metal Gear Solid 2 is very, very simplistic in its execution. And then Metal Gear Solid 3 became more... Uh, more sophisticated, but I wouldn't say it became more uh, ironed out necessarily. Uh, but still, yeah, you, it, it became a little bit more complex, a little more things, uh, a few more things to definitely. do. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, you know, you have nature on your side that time, so it helps. Yeah. <laughs> Except for when you're in the warehouses, that super sucks. But <laughs> I don't know. Uh, a, 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 like a contrary example would be the uh, Liberation HD collection, because I reviewed that game when it came out on the Vita, and yeah. I would say in that regard, I'm kind of an elitist because I like the fact that it was in a it was unaportable and you could only get that game on the Vita. I really, really liked that aspect, but at yeah. the same time, the game wasn't incredibly successful like it could have been. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's almost sensible for ubisoft to take this advantage like it, it almost shows how important they feel the story is by making it available for more consoles yeah. it wasn't as successful on the vita as it could have been so they made it available to people on consoles that are more you know you know they're just more out there there is ps3s and xbox 360s are in i don't know i'm just going to over exaggerate probably 200 percent of all living rooms so you have this 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 necessity of wanting to make a presence, and I think HD collections do that. Before yeah. uh, it, and it's and especially with like this new console coming out, it it will allow people, the developers and people, to present themselves to consumers in a way that's cost effective and essentially like paid advertisement, honestly. But it's not really looked like that because it's still entertainment for the consumers. That's um, um, very good points there, Tim. I, I really like your um, view on that. I should have um, wish I could look at things in your way sometimes. <laughs> I'm just like, ugh, me not play games, me got games, <laughs> don't need HD. <laughs> I wish I could look at games like you sometimes instead of just being all analytics and actually not. I you know half times I'm just looking at it and going, oh wow, this is really cool because instead of playing it. <laughs> well, actually, to um, pick up on what you were saying with um, Liberation as well, I mean, that's um, p- um, 
for someone like me actually who didn't have a PSP, I mean, for I believe they had a God of War Origins, which was um, oh oh god, uh, Chains is it Chains of Olympus? That's, uh, Chains of Olympus yep, yeah. and um, Ghosts of Sparta. Obviously, I haven't played those ones, so it gives me a chance to um, you know, if I wanted to have obviously to have the whole collection on on uh, PS3, you know, with the original God of War collection, you had three, and then have those as well. It's great to be able to like have that oh, look, I don't need a PSP anymore. You know, I can just get them all on that and have everything on one system. So that's really handy. And um, obviously, uh, the same with Liberation, they can, you know, obviously they're expanding their, um, you know, expanding the um, uh, user base on it, which is obviously, um, you know, a company who's going to do that if it doesn't make much money one way or another. I mean, the same thing with Resident Evil um, Revelations. That was actually a DS, 3DS exclusive. I mean, they bought it to uh, multiple platforms, including PS3. So, you know, um, obviously, I was glad to. Um, it was great to experience that, but at the same time, I have a feeling I feel the same about Revelations as you do um, Liberation. In a way, it felt good. I know, I know, it's not Sony platform, but hey, whatever. You know, it felt nice to be able to say, "Hey, this is a. It's been made from the ground up for 3DS. You know, you can only get it on here, and it it felt good. You know, it made good use of the features of the 3DS, and you know, I think something is lost in that transition to a console where it just becomes. It's hard to explain. It's just like another, just another run of the mill kind of HD, you know, souped up third person shooter. If you know what, I don't know if that makes any sense at all. Like, it's like it loses some of the spark or something. I don't know. Sorry, what were you going to say? I can respect that. I can respect that. Uh, one of the uh, one of the issues, like, and this kind of goes into uh, like normal console usage, like it, you know, game in console development. Mm-hmm. Um, is that like when you when you look at, going to the Silent Hill for example when you yeah. when you look at the controls and the control and the the actual controllers of those kind of games the games were developed with those controllers in mind so that they were yeah. being maximized to a certain level that and with uh, with like Silent Hill and Resident those old Resident Evil games they were made with the intention of limiting the player without wasting real estate. Yeah. But with new consoles, you have so many like new consoles and new controllers. You have so many more options. You know, you have both joysticks. You have you know touchpad with PS4. Um, you know, just more things you can do with these. More sensitive buttons. And having that wasted real estate makes the whole thing feel almost disconnected from the original form. Yeah, and I can respect that from a from a from an elitist sort of viewpoint. Because yeah, I'm kind of yeah, like definitely. that with some things, but not all things. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you there. Um, so uh, that was a nice chinwag. Uh, <laughs> um, ben, um, how about you, mate? I mean, you've you obviously you've tucked into a few HD collections in your time, I'm sure. What, what do you think? Uh, like, do you have any highs and lows at all from this? Agree or disagree with anything we said? Well, I, I skipped the Silent Hill collection because I heard of all the bugs and glitches with that. Yeah. But I, I, I <laughs> yeah, I got Metal Gear Solid HD collection. I loved it. Uh, and I'm currently playing through the Fantasy 10 and 10.2 HD collection. I think, apart from the music, which again, there is a bit of an issue with that, the actual game is is so good. Oh, vis- would you say the visual upgrade is is it like really? It's like wow, this is like they've done a great job, or is it not that noticeable? Maybe in some. I can't. Some... I can't quite tell because I'm playing on the Vita, not a PS3. Oh, okay, fair enough. But well, the fact it that it looks got... good on the Vita, though. Yeah, the fact yeah, it it, it looks so good on a portable. Yeah. I can carry in my pocket just oh. the best RPGs ever, yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, I, I, I have this in my pocket. Oh dear. Oh. Oh, is that a Final Fantasy X in your pocket or are you just having your... Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> can I say both? Is that weird? Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to see Final Fantasy X. I'm not sure about you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't this but it, it, to answer your question a little bit more Mike uh, Final yeah. Fantasy 10 looks great like they they relayer textures properly and it looks really good but it doesn't like it doesn't overhaul it it doesn't uh, not well not it doesn't necessarily overhaul it in a way that it changes the way the game looks because it yeah. still has some like blocky edges you know it, it, how it looked in the game but the textures are cleaner and like and some animations are cleaner, and they changed a few of the character model faces, which makes yeah. me feel weird because Waka looks a lot older than he did before, and yeah. and it's not like it's a bad thing, but they made Oren like the in the in the original game, Oren looked more like universal across like cultures, but now in this one he looks a little bit more a little bit more like he's from Asia. He looks oh, more right. Asian in this one, which it's not bad because it's still a really good aesthetic. 
but I remember his face, his facial change uh, is pretty substantial. Oh, uh, well, like, but like Yuna doesn't change too much, and Riku yeah. doesn't change a lot either. But like some of the main characters uh, just look a little different, based on probably modern aesthetic, which is which is fine. And Ty uh, just does less like Meg Ryan now, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I couldn't put a face on it, but Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. Uh, there it is. Yeah, I um, just uh, I'll just be quick with this um. In terms of the ones I played with, um, ones that I'm quite connected to, Resident Evil uh, 4 and Code Veronica, they did a good job with that. I mean, I think really they just upscaled rather than a full uh, maker with Resident Evil 4. But it's, it, you know, it looks a lot sharper and cleaner and stuff. Um, obviously, there's some, of, uh, some of the ugly textures are still there, but it does, you know, it, it looks a lot um, cleaner. Code Veronica, I actually think they did, a, I think that one's the one that stands out the most because it's, uh, it's one of the older games with the... Um, the third-person perspective in the tank controls, and they actually added in real-time shadow effects and everything, which really looked good because it looked really, really um, odd to see how these um, the, the whole the lighting effects and just having this black circle around your feet like the old games. So they gave it real-time shadows, which is good because that um, you know they, they they seem to make a lot of effort with that, and um, you know a lot it's a lot smoother and everything as well. So yeah, that that actually looked pretty damn good. Uh, but yeah, um, that's HD Collections, guys. Um, let us know your favourites or maybe ones you didn't thought, uh, think turned out that great. Uh, podcast at PSU.com. Um, okay, um, I think it's time, time we go for a review roundup, chaps. Okay, I'm just loading up the page now. Um, have there been many reviews this, guys, uh, this week, guys? There's been a couple. I oh, we think. got your uh, Bioshock Infinite uh, episode yes, two review. Yeah. Um, you, how were your feelings on that one, Mike? Uh, well, I'll get to that in a sec, actually. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I very much enjoyed it, though. I'm just... Uh, ah, there we go. Um, let's start off with Dane's uh, The Witch and the Hundred Knight. Uh, he reviewed this on uh, Wednesday, and he gave us a 5 out of 10. Uh, this has um, been out in Japan for a while. Um, he summarizes... The, um, a hardcore NIS experience for only the hardcore fan. Bad story pacing and tedious combat make this a bore for any layman fan who is not already drawn in by NIS's humor and charm. He liked the, uh, the raunchy humor that is not afraid to be scandalous. Uh, the character artwork that maintains NIS's standards. However, he disliked the worst, <laughs> the fact it has the worst musical score in recent memory for an RPG. Uh, oh, the abun- yeah, the abun- <laughs> abundance of cutscenes. And the lackluster story saved only by its humor. Um, I, while on the topic of the cutscenes, I remember I edited this thing, and I remember uh, he said something about even Ko- Hideo Kojima getting bored. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he said, yeah, so many cutscenes that makes even Hideo Kojima bored. Yeah, <laughs> was just saying something. Um, next up, oh yes, um, I remember doing this, uh, editing this. Sorry. Uh, this is uh, Fez, PS4 by Adam. Um, he gave it a 9 out of 10. He summarizes, Fez is a resounding success marrying a stunning, uh, stunning score, innovative gameplay, and, gorge- and a gorgeous art direction into a complete interwoven package. Little Gomez's Jeremy is one of discovery and wonder and should rightfully find its home on, the, on PlayStation 4s across the land. He liked... The near-masterful score, uh, the refreshing gameplay mechanics, art style is top-notch. However, we dislike the fact that the map can be finicky, uh, finicky initially. Uh, some may decry the lack of direction, and the language system can be daunting. Uh, I haven't played this game, but this was... Um, so I don't know much about it, but it was already... Um, it was released on... Um, I think it says PC and Xbox 360, it says here. So um, this has got a nice um, 1080p makeover. Uh, I don't know if you guys have played it at all. Did you play this previously? No. I haven't played it yet, but okay. I, I might buy it. Mm, okay, cool. Um, Before have... we switch out... Oh, sorry, carry on, Tim. Tim, have you played Fences? No, uh, but it's one of those games where... like, I don't, I don't, I don't really appeal too much to the... Uh, well, rather, it doesn't appeal... The, the 2D aesthetic doesn't really appeal to me too much. Oh. But it always like gets countered by by hype like with people really just enjoy the way the game played then i can go oh well okay i'll just pick it up and then i'll end up loving it so the the aesthetic is something that i kind of need to forget because these games tend to tend doing really well and i tend to enjoy them a great deal so i should just get over myself and just buy these things every time they come out (laughs) well tim there is a demo on the store all right hello uh and it's cross by with the PS3, PS4, and Vita. 
cool, cool, cool. Um, Hello, Vita. Yeah, <laughs> love Vita. Um, ben, uh, weren't you going to say something um, just before I moved on? You said that, before that, you move on, and then you were going to say something. That, that's what I was going to say. Oh, was it? Okay. <laughs> cool. um, okay, well, onward to Bioshock Infinite, uh, Burial at Sea, episode two. This was reviewed by some wanker called Michael Harridance. Um <laughs> Bloody <Summary>. wanker. <laughs> Bloody wanker. Yeah, I have to remember not to talk in the third person. Um, not he summarizes. <laughs> I summarize. That's just weird. I summarize. Variant C episode two was a great slice of DRC and a fitting end of the Bioshock Infinite Universe. I liked the fantastic narrative. <laughs> Sounds so weird. I liked the fantastic narrative. <laughs> the great stealth mechanics that keep things fresh and the fact that it's far me to be in episode one with plenty of extras to uncover. However, I dislike the occasional bland of textures and the visuals and the fact that the uh, fetch quests and puzzles lack some spark because they're not exactly, you know, they're kind of the same old sort of stuff you've seen before, but it's not a it's not really a major detriment because the game is so, the pacing is just so great, you know, you can't really get bored. Um, anyway, I, I'll just say a bit about this. I love Bioshock Infinite. It was my game of the year last year or very, very close to, oh God, there's loads. There was Tomb Raider, Devil May Cry, etc. I liked Bioshock. I liked episode one. It was just a bit short and a bit lacking in some areas, but it was, it, it really, it had a lot of promise. Like um, it built up well and it was just like, oh, you know, they're saving something good for the next one. And that was true. The, the, the narrative payoff is great. The um the fact you're playing Elizabeth is even better. Um, like I said, there's some stealth mechanics in there where you can creep around, sneak up on enemies with stealth being far more prominent than like running and gunning. So that's that that's tweaks things nicely. It's a little bit more it's it's satisf- it's a satisfying mechanic which I enjoyed and plus being a Metal Gear Solid fan, that was you know, in my DNA. <laughs> um there's some yeah. cool new plas- uh, plasmas in there, including the peeping tom, which lets you look through walls and uh turn invisible, which is cool. Um it's just awesome. The the narrative but, but it, I'm not gonna spoil things, but they Managed to tie Bioshock One to Bioshock Infinite quite cohesively. That's what I'm. Go- that's what I'm going to say. And it's really cool where you get to go and the people you see again. So I recommend this for anyone who enjoyed Infinite. Even if you were put off by Episode One, please get this because you need to. Um, yeah, that's uh, actually. I just want to check, guys, to see if you missed a review because there's only three that appear on the main page, so there's a chance. Um, yes, silly me. We have uh, Deception and, of course, Tim's Dynasty Warriors. So I will read these, if that's okay with you guys. I knew there would be one I missed. Um, ben, I'm surprised you, didn't, you forgot about this. Your Deception review. Uh, this is uh, Deception 4 Blood Ties by Benjamin Shalabir Hall. He gave it a 6 out of 10. Um, ben said, uh, it's fun in small dose. Actually, well, I wrote the summary because Ben forgot, but <laughs> I'm joking. I um, thought I wrote a summary. The no. game bored me that much. I'm not joking. <laughs> no, you did. Uh, fun in small, you uh, said, fun in small doses. Deception uh, for blood types ultimately suffers from a bad case of repetition and is likely to keep you hooked for long. Because I remember you saying um, yeah. it's um, only good in really um, you know, short bursts. Yeah, really short. Yeah. Really, uh, really. You liked the traps. Uh, the traps um, are quite interesting. Uh, the yeah. decent visuals and the pick up and display. Uh, pick up and play mentality however you dislike the repetitive gameplay the poor continue system and the lack of traps so there's yeah. not much um obviously there's not m- many around um yeah. do you want to say anything about this ben at all you anything to add not really to be honest I, it was a game that yeah i did have a little bit of fun with but it felt like more like a chore getting it done than actually having fun with it yeah yeah you know. Unlike a lot of other games I reviewed recently, I, I was enjoying what I was playing. This just felt like, oh, why haven't I finished it yet? <laughs> cool, cool. But I feel, yeah. But uh, if you're a fan of the series, then I do still recommend it. All right, fair enough. And it's, uh, it's like you said, it's an old PlayStation classic, isn't it? it came yeah. Out in 96, the first one. Yeah. Cool. Um, Tim, have you heard of Deception at all? Yeah, and I saw some videos. It looked really boring but at the same time it looks like a fun boring okay. uh, it looks like one of those it, i don't know i don't know it's weird because like you don't really move uh, from the way that the the, uh, the the video i watched was presented uh your character doesn't move much you just kind of like bring you like, kite people around so they fall into traps yeah because she, ca- she can't attack anything she can't do anything except for run around and activate traps <laughs> i don't know the concept is kind of cool but yeah. like uh, the I don't know. I, I don't know how the end game is or anything, but with the way that the uh, the, the, the video was presented, uh, the the AI moved around really slowly. So I feel like there should be instead of it being like a slower gameplay, so you have to watch, so you can't like yeah. try to bust time. Try to like pause time or slow time while you're setting yeah. traps or like trying to figure out what you want to do. So yeah. the game's a little better. 
a little bit more interesting. But still, like even after reading this review, I'm still interested in buying that game. And <laughs> it does sound quite interesting. Yeah. It, as I said, it's it's fun if you just want to if you've got like 15 minutes or 20 minutes just to mess about. Yeah, then it is fun. But and it's still full price, want, right? It's not on sale. Yeah. Nice no, full price. That that's that's what put my score down so much. If it had been half price or even, uh, yeah, a little bit cheaper than full price, I might have actually given it a better score. But yeah. trying to sell such a game at a full price is what is sadly what put it down. How's the trophy set? Uh, <laughs> quite hard. Oh, good. And, so it's more than five hours. Nope. Yeah, it's more than five hours. Trust me. Uh, okay. <laughs> Okay, the last one now, guys. Um, this is by uh, I'm Timothy Nunes. Uh, Dynasty Warriors 8 Extreme Legends Complete Edition. Well, that's a mouthful. Um, yes. Tim gave us an 8 out of 10. Uh, Tim, uh, you summarise, not much has changed, but the consistency of a Dynasty Warriors franchise holds true in space with Dynasty Warriors 8 Extreme Legends Complete Edition. Extra content and the new lower game costs accentuates a gratifying experience that's filled with content and Dynasty Warriors fans have, um, that Dynasty Warriors fans have grown to love. Uh, you liked yep. the, uh, oh god, uh, I don't know how you pronounce this, Musso or Musso? Musso, yeah. Yeah, Musso mechanics are still so satis- uh, gratifying. Varied weaponry for all fighters, extra content highlights the franchise style. However, you dislike the fact that it doesn't push for PS4 hardware and the traditional traditional style limits audience audience base. Um, so obviously it's kind of niche in that respect, I gather. Um, do you have anything to add on that, Tim? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I I really don't know. Uh, apart from uh, that, like, the, uh, the 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 two negatives I put were such big negatives to me. Like it, mm. it's a, the games across the the all three platforms, which is impressive. They they look the same, and it, they both they all look good. But the PS3 version doesn't do anything to accredit the console itself, and that really really is just off putting. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, but apart from yeah. that, it's really fun. It's really fun because you know it, it's. I've always enjoyed these games just because people line up to, for me to beat them. Uh, <laughs> what's not to love? It's uh, it's so much fun to do it. Oh. I agree. I love my Dynasty Warriors games. Oh dear. Cool. And I really can't wait for Dynasty Warriors Eight <laughs> next week. Next week. Cool. Um. Well, actually, um, since we're um getting on a bit but, here actually but, quick sorry what were you gonna say ben can i just say that um dynasty warriors 8 is cross play with the vita and ps3 right. also if you have a save file from your previous copy of dynasty warriors 8 not the extreme legends but the original dynasty warriors 8 on ps3 you can transfer your save from your ps3 version to your ps4 using the cloud you can also transfer to the vita using the cloud system as well wicked so if you had any huge selling point if the game was cross by i know but you but it's buy cr- the game over and over but if you purchased the original version last year... Oh, I guess, yeah. You've got your cloud save from your previous version, which will transfer to the, the PS4 version. Uh, um, are are trophies retrograde? I don't think so, no, because it's a new trophy lift list. But That's... if there's any trophies for money and stuff like that, chances are if you've got enough money when you transfer over the save, it will ding, I'm guessing, once you get a bit of money. Say... My guess is if if it's a million or whatever, if you get another one, it'll just dig over. But That's until true. the game actually comes out, that I, I can't test. Cool. Um, right. Oh god, sorry. It's getting a bit late here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> um, uh, we have to be quick here. Just uh, briefly go over what we've been playing, guys. Um, I'll start. I've been um. um um, tackling uh, Red Dead Redemption for the first time. I'm loving that game. I'm, I'm doing a lot of side quests on it at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. And but uh, the story is already um, hooking me quite well. Um, I'm starting to get into more of the missions now because I've earned quite a bit of money and stuff. Um, I'm 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 actually not that. F- I'm just about. Uh, hopefully, you recognise this. I'm literally just about to storm Fort Mercer, Fort Mercer okay. with um, Irish with a Gatling gun and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, Honestly, yeah. the story doesn't really like for me. It didn't super. It didn't pick up at, at, you know, superbly yeah, until yeah. about like partway into Mexico. And oh, the cool. story from then on is so good. Cool man. 
But yeah, I can't wait to get far um, far into that. Uh, apart from that, I've I got my um, GameCube working again, so I've been going on Resident Evil Zero and Resident Evil Remake, which has been awesome <laughs> for me. <laughs> it has, and also a bit of um, Soul Sacrifice and GTA Liberty City story. So yeah, I juggle many games and War Thunder as well. So yeah, I juggle a shitload of games. I like plates. Whoa, motherfucker! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to be you when I grow up. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's the most awesome thing anyone said. Um, how about? How about you, dude? What you've been playing, real quick, uh, really quickly? Uh, I've been I've been touching on Infamous Second Son, uh, but I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't say that it's been like an amazing experience for me. I'm enjoying it, but you know, it, but Infamous again isn't really one of the titles that I get excited over. I I, I enjoy it, and I, every time I enjoy it, Platinum did by the way, all of them. I enjoy nice. I enjoy playing them. But yeah. I don't really like think about them afterwards. But this one is shaping mm. up to be like a little bit more sophisticated, especially in the way the characters are delivered and the narration. So, uh, and I'm only about like forty percent, according to my game tracker. So I have a ways Sweet. to go. But uh, and then I've also though. obviously been playing Ground Zeroes because you know oh, Ground yeah. Zeroes. Oh hell yeah! I um I probably should mention um I haven't had time to go on Ground Zeroes again since I got my copy, but I played obviously played the shit out of it at that Konami event. So um read my review if you oh, haven't yes. yet, guys. <laughs> yeah um but yeah oh I can't wait for Phantom Pain. Um, uh, Ben, how about you, dude? Well, I actually beat Infamous. I won't say any spoilers, but I beat that. Awesome. Um, uh, I've been playing a lot of Warframe since patch two point well patch uh, what's it update. 13, oh, is update 14? I can't remember now. All right. <laughs> uh, with the new Rhino Prime, which sadly oh, broke. It broke the game on the first day because they broke <laughs> the keys. All right. Uh, so you had to wait for a couple of hours for them to update and fix it. Right. I what also bought keys? Rhino Prime. <laughs> I spent real money again. I bought, spent another 60 quid on the game. <laughs> that rounds me up to like. Catch up with my amount of warp yeah. on <laughs> I've got to be close to like 300 quid now in this yeah. game. <laughs> oh my god, that's a lot of squids. Yeah. Squids, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and apart from that, on and off, been playing Final Fantasy X in between yeah. killing people on Warframe. Cool. How far are you in Final Fantasy X? Obviously, it's a massive game. Uh, I'm on. I've been. I'm on that annoying fight with Seymour uh, in Mount oh. Gaskazet. Oh um, my god! Don't get me started. I, in fact, I've, I've just lost I him twice so far. I call him Seymour Butts all the time. Yeah, I've lost to I him twice him so Butts. far. Oh, that fight! Oh, I hate this fight so much. <laughs> cool, right, guys. Um, yeah, that's um, so. That's what you've been going on, then, guys. Cool. Um, sounds like a nice, a varied bunch there. We have very diverse tastes here at PSU.com, as you'd expect. <laughs> um, well, that's actually a wrap, wrap things up now. But um, unfortunately, we don't actually have any emails this week. Um, ben, did you guys read out anything last week at all? Yeah, we read out some stuff from Fonz. Yeah, Fonz actually sent me an email saying um, happy birthday. Obviously, I wasn't on last yeah. week, so I didn't get a chance to say Fonz. Thank you very much. That was very kind of you to um, send the birthday greetings. Um, oh, uh, uh, he also apparently, I know you probably would have read this, uh, the one about Dark Souls. He got it or something. Apparently, he didn't like it, though, and he would rather play yeah. Soul Sacrifice. So, cool, man. I got Soul <laughs> Sacrifice. Big it up. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I guess since we don't have any emails, guys, I just guess that um, leaves um, any shout outs you want to do or anything, Ben, any miscellaneous you want to talk about or whatever, real quick. Well, I want to do a usual shout out to all the people on Twitter. Thank you for following me and putting up with my tweets. I know I can be annoying at times, so thank you. Uh, a big shout out to Chin. Hopefully, we can have you out on again in the summer. Mm, yeah, hey Chin. And a shout out to KMK Gamer. Uh, I I don't know what your uh, PSU name is. Uh, thank you for watching me live stream Warframe last night, and uh, you're a big fan of the podcast, so I thought I'd give you a big shout out. Oh, sweet respect! <laughs> yep, I have him as a I have a friend on I have him as a friend on uh, PS uh, PlayStation. Ah, uh, sweet! Yeah, yeah, just added me recently. Oh, nice! Cool. cool. Hey, man, <laughs> respect. <laughs> cool. Um, anything else, Ben? At all? Um, nope. No, not right now. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's cool. <laughs> How about you, Mike? Do you want to make some shout-outs? Uh, yeah, I do, actually. I want to shout-out to Richard Walker, who um, works over at um, PlayStation 3 Trophies and Xbox Achievements. I met him at the Konami event. Very, very cool guy. We were sat next to each other, so we were just talking and stuff and watching each other foul up on um, one of the missions. Um, had a great chat with him. Really cool guy. So, hi, Richard. Um, don't know if he listens to this. you got to, to this, see but... what you look like? Yeah, yeah, of course. 
Oh, super jealous. <laughs> About um, 10 people in that room spent time with me in, uh, in my presence and got to see what I look like engaged upon my features. <laughs> Man, I need to ask them if they really are ripped. <laughs> well, I can did, tell you did, you, did you walk into the, the, uh, the whole thing carrying a bus? <laughs> just, no, I, just... I, went, I walked in shirtless. It was like, ah, oh, you're doing. <laughs> uh, they probably just loved you after that. Yeah, no, seriously, I, w- I wore a shirt and smart trousers. I was so overdressed there, but I was like, hey, I want to make a good impression. <laughs> uh, Way but, to go. you know, like, it was hard to contain my pecs in the shirt, so the buttons were like popping and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's accreditation to the shirt, then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah, apart from Richard, I want to give a shout out to all uh, the rest of the staff at PSU, all our listeners, Fonz, of course, Don, our good old Don, Rob Swetzlew. Um, and, um, of course, you two for joining me. It's been great again, guys. Uh, uh, Tim, how about you, bro? Should be know. that I, I would just, <laughs> just say my, I don't know. I, I guess I never really, like, off the cuff like, had anybody in mind. But yeah. I definitely say like, everybody on PlayStation who uh, who's friends with me, who contacts me through messages, uh, who contacts me on Twitter, everybody, there's a good list of those people. I can't really think of all of them offhand, but... I appreciate your comments. I appreciate the connection with you, and I appreciate any connections you can make for me, and any connections I can make for you, and then you know, future interactions as well. Always hit me up for games and trophies. <laughs> nice one, love that. Okay, guys, so that was um, episode thirty-three. However, before we go, uh, please give us some love in it. iTunes. Uh, send us a cheeky like on Facebook or a tweet, and um, contact us at PS- <laughs> podcast at psu um, you can also contact the staff guys. Well, those two anyway, because I don't have Twitter. Uh, you can contact Ben at... Chili okay. underscore UK. Or you can contact Tim at... Boss Snake. Three S's, one word. Also, <laughs> when you're on Twitter, make sure to send it to PSU and make, 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 with petitions or whatever, make Mike get a Twitter. Yeah, he needs a Twitter. Just make him. He needs it. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. Um, I, to be fair, I probably have to cave under pressure or something. <laughs> um, yes, yes. Even my awesome muscles can't hold up the weight of the pressure to get to where. <laughs> the peer pressure will always yeah, get you. Peer <laughs> pressure. Yeah. Okay, guys. Uh, well, Tim, thanks for joining me. It's been awesome talking to you again. And Ben, of course, thanks as always, man. No uh, problem. That was, epi- that was episode 33, guys. Um, okay, well, all that stuff to say is it's good night from me. And it's good night from him. Laters, guys. <laughs>